0: Welcome to episode 320 of the Athletic Scholarship Podcast. The Athletic Scholarship Podcast is one of the many free and inexpensive recruiting education tools that is under the Recruit Me umbrella. I'm glad that you are listening to this episode, and I invite you to like or subscribe on your favorite podcast app to get every new episode weekly. You can also get all the new and past episodes at recruit-me.com. Past episodes cover the steps to an athletic scholarship. Common myths about athletic scholarships information about all the levels of college play, and official and unofficial visit strategies and rules, and much, much more. There are many interviews with college players, college coaches, and parents of recruited players. All of this recruiting education information is helpful for the high school student-athlete and their families. High school student-athletes of all levels and of all ages and of any sport. This week's episode, episode 320, is a review of the last two episodes, Episodes 318 and 319. These two episodes were part one and part two of an interview with Coach Josh Reynolds. Coach Reynolds played college and professional baseball and coached at the University of Evansville, Northeast Texas Community College, Kansas State, and Northwestern University. He was my oldest son's pitching coach and recruiter at Northwestern the last four years. Coach Reynolds is now the scouting director for PBR Colorado, Prep Baseball Report Colorado. I'm going to review and break down some of the points that Coach Reynolds brought up for not only baseball recruiting, but for recruiting in any sport at any level. So let's break down and expand on the recruiting advice from Coach Josh Reynolds. First of all, what is PBR that Coach Reynolds works for now? And what can baseball and other sports glean from PBR? PBR is a resource for baseball, but there are resources like PBR and other sports resources that specialize in getting exposure and true metrics for your sport. Most sports have tournaments, meets, matches, showcases, ID camps and showcases, scout days, prospect camps and showcases, underclass and upper class games, futures games, elite camps, and academic camps. These are just some of the names of events throughout the sports scene. Prices ranging from $100 to $500 or more for an individual athlete or $600 to $1,000 or more for a team tournament. Shop and educate yourself on your sport to see if you want to attend one or some of these events. You can get an online profile, video, stats, and high-tech metrics, a picture, comparisons, scouting reviews, and write-ups and rankings. Your visibility may become more accessible to college coaches. Coach Reynolds said that PBR was one of the resources he was on almost every day to help him see and find prospective players for Northwestern. He could see players from all over the nation for the first time or to follow them and make a decision on whether to go contact them or to go see them play. Coach Reynolds said he would get an email from a player and he could search his name on PBR and see video from a PBR event and decide to add the player to his prospect list. Of all the resources, Coach Reynolds said that video was the most important. Eventually, Coach Reynolds said he wanted to see a player in a competitive game setting. He was looking for the player's current and potential skills versus good competition. He would rather a player compete against competition that challenges him to see how he reacts to the challenge and to the possible tight and emotional situations that might come up. Another point Coach Reynolds brought up was the opportunity to see a player's size, athletic ability, speed, quickness, and strength. Seeing them firsthand is important plus getting a look at the player to see how much more maturity and growth that he might have. Also, he threw in that seeing the parents is a plus, too. When I asked Coach Reynolds on whether he encouraged players to email coaches before and after a showcase or an ID camp, this was his initial response. Quote, I think it depends on where you are in your progress at that point. So if you're a freshman in high school, and that's your first event, it may not be the time to email a coach. I always try to tell kids, email a coach a video when it's time to send that email. If I'm a freshman in high school and I'm 5'8 and 115 pounds and throwing 50 miles an hour, then what am I emailing there? So I think it's kind of when you're ready and that's when you need to be doing the emails. It might be better to email a coach and ask, what is your program like? What are you looking for in a player? What type of skill set does your shortstop or your center fielder or your catcher need to have? Unquote. Recruit Me promotes to really work on and educate yourself on recruiting your freshman and sophomore years because most high schoolers are not physically mature enough to get a coach's attention. In most men's sports, 5'9 and 125 pounds does not impress too many coaches for that sport. So Coach Reynolds was saying that sending videos and stats too soon will not get you much positive attention. If you want to send emails early, some questions you may want to ask are, what is your program like? What are you looking for from a player? Be specific. Ask about an outfielder, a setter, a defensive back. What type of skills, strength, and speed is needed? Getting answers will help you to understand what you need to work on, and what kind of work you need to put in, and the level of play you need to target. PBR, like many of the other baseball resources and many of the other sports, can help you get athletic exposure, but also helps the college to find athletes. NCAA Division I schools, if they are in a Power 5 conference, probably have a larger coaching staff and a large enough budget to cover the region or the nation for recruiting. The higher the level of college play, the more the rankings and the stars get attention. But the smaller NCAA Division I's and the NCAA Division II and Division III NAI and JUCO colleges may not have the large staff or the budget to go all over the country to recruit. For a subscription fee, the college can get access to athletes' profiles with videos and metrics and scouting reports. All levels can now see players from coast to coast and not spend a bunch of money on travel and they save time too. During the interview, we talked about sports metrics and stats. We also talked about baseball metrics and stats. We talked mainly about baseball metrics and stats, but you can relate this discussion to any sport. Pitchers metrics start with fastball velocity, then off-speed velocity. Hitters and position baseball players also have throwing velocity, bat speed, and exit velocity, and running speed. What are your sports metrics? Find out and work on them. Stats are the same way. Find out the important stats and work on them. As Coach Reynolds points out, not all high school stats are important. Competition can make a difference. College coaches don't know who you are playing against, or even if the stats are accurate. But as Coach Reynolds pointed out, for baseball stats, like strikeouts for both pitchers and hitters, walks for pitchers, and home runs for batters, they tell a story. Again, find out what stats are important for your sport. I asked Coach Reynolds during the interview about the timing of recruiting and if it varies at the different levels of college play. NCAA Division I goes first. It can begin early in high school, but the other levels, NCAA Division II and Division Three, and NAIA and junior college, are later and many are recruiting for the year that they are entering. Most early commits, freshman and sophomore years of high school, are done for the NCAA Division I level. With coaching changes, the COVID effect, and transfer portal rules, it is hard for early commits to go to the Division I that they early committed to, and if they do go to that college, it is hard for them to stick. Coach Reynolds stressed that there is not one path, meaning everyone's recruiting journey is different. He said most start with a Division I, Power Five conference as their mentality, but the most important thing is to realize you need to find the field, meaning find a place that you can play. I have said many times on these podcasts that if there are a thousand high school student athletes, there will be a thousand different recruiting journeys. Your sport, your position, your strength, your height, weight, and speed are all factors. Whether you're left-handed or right-handed or footed, they impact your recruitment. Your personal parameters on how far away from home you want to go, the amount of money that you can spend, and your academic and campus experiences you want will direct your journey. Learn how to list your parameters and build a school list of 30 to 50 colleges and how to step-by-step contact them in the RecruitMe 3.0 Athletic Scholarship System. See the link in the show notes for more information. Two main points that Coach Reynolds brought out that he looked for were both physical strength and mental strength. There are many, many athletes that have the same skills that you do, but strength and mental skills are separators. Both are acquired skills. Start working on both of these in high school. Physical strength is easy to make a plan for. It is fun to make a plan to increase your physical strength, but you need to train yourself on how to handle a missed call, a bad hop, a personal mistake, or a teammate's mistake. As Coach Reynolds said, quote, so what? And then go to the next play. Also, be ready to handle being a freshman. Being able to handle not being the best player and playing and competing against athletes three or four years older and more experienced than you is tough. Coach Reynolds said he had to remind his freshmen that you are good enough to play. You just have to get better. Again, by educating yourself on a school's program, you can get a feel for how your freshman year in college might develop. Looking at and analyzing a team's roster can help you paint a picture on what your freshman year may look like. How many players are on the roster of your potential college team? How many upperclassmen are at your position? How many players are JUCO transfers? How many players are other college transfers? Look back at past year's rosters and compare and see if the freshmen the last year or two are still on the team. Does this team attract graduate student transfers? How long has the head coach and the coaching staff been there? These are just some of the questions that will help you along the way. Our family did an audit on the rosters for both the boys' future college teams. Parker was to be the only left-handed pitcher in his recruiting class. Northwestern at that time recruited only seven to nine players per year. There was one left-handed pitcher a year older than him and two others that were juniors and seniors when he would be a freshman. And Northwestern didn't take very many junior college or other college transfers at the time. We looked at the number of innings past freshman pitchers had thrown and prepared for Parker to pitch in relief or maybe start a weekday game. Thus, he might get around 20 innings his freshman year. He ended up pitching in relief, beginning to start some weekday games, and at the end of the season, started two conference games, and he pitched 40 innings. He had a great freshman year. With Sutton, who just entered his freshman year at Columbia College in Columbia, Missouri, we saw that Columbia graduated a large number of seniors last year, and with the COVID roster was carrying 40-plus players. But most were pitchers, and for his outfield position, there would be eight outfielders, including Sutton, and two other outfielders that play other positions. Three of the outfielders are now seniors and juniors, and most of the past freshman outfielders played sparingly, getting a couple of starts and pitch running opportunities. With Sutton's speed, a 6'5", 60-yard dash, and his bunting abilities, we knew we were looking at limited appearances his freshman year, but opportunities to earn time his sophomore year. Columbia does get some transfers from junior colleges and other colleges, but not a large number of transfers. So Sutton has an opening to earn time this year and in the future. One thing we didn't account for was that Sutton would break his left clavicle, or collarbone, just one hour into his very first full practice this fall. He is doing well, but is out for workouts for another six weeks. He will be healed before Christmas break and ready to start practice fully at the first part of this year. The last pieces of advice Coach Reynolds gives is to enjoy playing during your high school years. Enjoy the games, the experiences, and your teammates. I know I use the boys' experiences a lot, but they were the inspiration for this podcast and for RecruitMe, the recruiting education company. Our high school plays at a high level in all sports. Both Parker and Sutton played basketball and baseball against future college players and even future pro players. Parker played basketball against Oak Hill Academy and Christ the King out of New York in the Bass Pro Tournament of Champions in Springfield, Missouri. He got to play in front of 8,000 fans for a high school game. He played against Keldon Johnson, now with the San Antonio Spurs, and Kofi Cockburn, that is starting his professional career after playing at the University of Illinois. Parker also played with and against Mason Auer, now in the Tampa Bay Rays organization. Sutton, just out of high school, Played and competed against many players entering college now. And his teams beat state and nationally ranked teams from Missouri, Arkansas, Kansas, and Oklahoma. The team aspect and the discipline of high school play did and will benefit them for a lifetime. Make the best out of your high school career. Whether you play a lot and you're an all-conference player, or if you don't play a lot and just are on a good team, also train at a high level. Challenge yourself during practice and training. And go watch your sport at the different college levels. See what a college athlete looks like up close. See the speed of the game. See what you need to work on and what level of play fits you the best. This interview, like all the other coaches, player, and parent interviews that are done for the Athletic Scholarship Podcast, gives you many useful pieces of recruiting and college prep advice. Take advantage of all the pieces of advice if you can but at least pick one to start your journey. The Athletic Scholarship Podcast is a way to take bites out of the recruiting apple. But to get all the pie, go to recruit-me.com and get access to the Recruit Me 3.0 Athletic Scholarship System. The Recruit Me 3.0 tab gives you all the great reasons to get started on this system. Get the Recruit Me 3.0 system for only $127. Get started today. Thank you for listening and share this episode with another high school student-athlete and family. Email me with any questions or concerns about recruiting. Email me at brent, B-R-E-N-T, at recruit-me.com. Join me next week for another 15 minutes that will change your athletic scholarship future.